Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're almost through the second month of this year, but that doesn't mean that you should forget about those New Year's resolutions, your new goals, especially your skincare goals. Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results. And your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. I've been using this stuff. Look at me. Look at my face, Pace Case. You're glowing. How young do I look? Tell me. Tell me the number. That's a Pace Case glow. You look like a little baby. Thank you. That's the look I'm going for. And uh, I put the stuff on at night. (laughs) Dime's eye cream. And then they have a, a dewy day cream that I also use. And this is the result. I, I've i literally never used a moisturizer before. Mm-hmm. I've always had oily skin, but now it's getting to that time. And I made one of my New Year's resolutions to be to do my skincare routine. And I'm using the dewy day cream in the morning. I keep it on the left. Using the restorative night cream, I keep it on the right. It's bim, bam, boom. I know which one to use. And now my face is moisturized all the time and it's so nice you look like a baby as well thank you i was waiting for it (laughs) (laughs) a little slow (laughs) but uh this takes the guesswork out of the routine so uh, this is part of the work system the two moisturizers there's also a sold out retinol alternative the tbt cream uh i can't wait to try that one as well Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. You took a bold risk for love, and now you're finally here at the Bachelor Mansion. This card gives you the power to steal a one-on-one date from someone else at any time before hometowns. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. It's 2020 gore. And if you watched last night's program, night one of historic season 28, Joey Grazia Gaze, a.k.a. Grazia Day, you might seem to understand that our influence has been felt. Mm-hmm. Oh, indeed. 
Can you tell I'm dancing on my tiptoes with how excited I am about this episode? <laughs> yes, me too. Couldn't believe it. So many of the things that we've been talking about here on Gore for the past couple of years about how to move this franchise in the right direction are now being implemented. Some things directly uh, that we've discussed on this very program, mm-hmm. and we will get to those, of course, and the breakdown of tonight's big game. This was, in my opinion, the greatest night one that we have seen since before the bubble seasons. Yeah, Popeye. It was unreal. Since Sluice. It was so good. It was incredible on all levels. And I feel like, just to summarize sort of the gorification of the game, we were adamantly saying they should do what they did with Golden Bachelor, which is you don't show a whole promo of the season at the beginning. You just show one clip. And then you're like, how do we get here? Yes. And we start with... Uh, before we get to it. Before we get to it. I don't even want to get into it. Before we get to the recap. We must. I know we have business to discuss. It's so hard to not get into. I know we have a little bit of business uh, up top. We must remind everyone that as 2020 Gore is proceeding, our Patreon, the Game of Roses Patreon, is going wild. We've got uh, a new digging deeper that just came out, Certified Juicer. We got the pits are going wild. <laughs> we got Pace Case Palapa is popping off. We got Clues Corner popping off. I'm doing Trader Season 2 in there right now. Uh, Very shortly, February 13th, I'm going to be doing Love is Blind uh, Season 6, which is coming out. We're all anxiously anticipating that. All the rookies have been announced. I dropped a single episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, the Season 4 finale. You never know when you're going to get a pull-up, where it'll come from or when. (laughs) That's right. But they do show up. Uh, So please join us on Patreon. Check out what we're doing there if you like this podcast. It's just more of this, but about other shows, basically. Um, (laughs) More of this. Yeah. It's even better because it's behind the paywall. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're doing some more interesting things there that we cannot uh, do out in the open. We'll say that much. But uh, (sighs) check it out. Give it a try. If you like it, stay for a while in the bottom of the pit. Now, Pace Case... Let's get to doing what we came here to do. And now, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues proudly present analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. We thought uh, that the Golden Bachelor's influence and what they did in that show would be felt in all of the main shows after it. And indeed, that is what we got tonight. We opened with a beautiful drone shot. Green, lush foliage. I believe it's Hawaii. Grazi's homeworld. I think that's where the, the finale is going to take place. Mm, returning to home, kind of. Kind of. His old homeworld. I don't think they should have said he moved to Philadelphia. I think Agreed. they should have just said he was in Hawaii. Agreed. That I didn't like so much, but whatever. Mm. I'm willing to roll with it. I mean, it's the truth. That's fine. That's great. Then we get a choir begins to sing. This is a religious experience. The choir gives way to wait. What is this song? It's Billie Eilish. It's Billie Eilish. When the party's over, money is spent here. Money is spent here. So much money. So much money. Uh, you know what uh, What other show is spending this kind of money hmm. on Billie Eilish? Hmm. True Detective. Their theme song is a Billie Eilish song. I and know. So, <laughs> I watched the pilot. Jake literally came in today. He was like, oh, I hear you've been getting really into Billie Eilish. And I was like, no, it's just the True Detective theme song. And they played it at the beginning of Bachelor. <laughs> exactly. You're watching Warner Brothers now, which, by the way, strangely enough, owns 
HBO, which is Max, and they also own Max, and True Detective mm. is on Max, and Warner Brothers makes this show. They must have the Irish shivers. Yes. Um, we then get into, after uh, this brief moment, if this isn't enough to let you know they are serious about this season, they are giving it the prestige required. Mm-hmm. Grazi walks away from the final altar with the final rose still on the tray, given to no one. He can't take it. He walks away, and a producer takes his coat for him as he says this sucks. And this producer that was carrying Grazi's coat was my... Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno bystander of the week you don't really get any bystanders on a night one so i had to give it to this person but i'm uh enthralled what is going on here in there this moment was someone else in the scene i believe it was big Polly, but wearing a baseball hat not his signature uh kind of beret style hat uh and big <laughs> Polly was my Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know hat terms. We The final shot of this is a uh, rose, the final rose laying on its tray, a uh, close up of it, and then the title uh, comes from the ether right above that image of the rose. And I just wrote in all caps, this is how it's done. I'm in for the whole fucking season, pal. This is a direct mimicry of how Love is Blind does their openings. And and they just ripped it off and they did it. It works. It's brilliant. Hats off to the producers. This is it. You're doing it right. It's so good. It feels like they give you so much, so much emotion, but it's not spoiling it. He might still propose after this moment. It's just obviously he falls in love with multiple people. It's what we, I feel like, say all the time. It's like the the game is perfect. You don't need to go yeah. beyond the game. The inherent nature of it is that people will fall in love with multiple people. People will have to yes. compete over this person. And when you have a lead that you build up this much and you make it like a real prize, people will compete. And I feel like, honestly, uh, I feel like we saw metaphorical burning of bad producing when Leia did that. Well, we'll we'll get to that. Rest a Seward. But I also thought that it was interesting. This entire opening, uh, it ends and you're like, wow, that was great. Powerful. They take it one step further. Mm -hmm. The next thing you see are these quick cut images from the entire season. Um, with this kind of uh, static TV graphic effect to make it look like it's... With a, like a horror noise over yeah. it. It's so good. And it's it's like they're rewinding a VHS tape, hearkening mm-hmm. back to 2002, when our beloved game first premiered, when that technology was still around. Nobody rewinds tapes anymore. Nobody even knows what the hell that is, unless you're my age. But... It worked on me, and that's all that matters. Mm, it's a nod to the older generations. <laughs> but it rewinds, and it says two months earlier, gotcha. and we're right into it. It's, there's no... It's Gen X coded. Yeah, there's no DLP here. 
There's uh, nothing except the story. And this is like the opening of a good movie. It shows you kind of like your mm -hmm. uh, third act break. It shows you a scene from that. And then it's like, oh, fuck, how did we get to there? Well, two months earlier. And now we're back and we're going to lead into it. This is brilliantly done. It's literally the usual suspects opening. Exactly. Exactly. Which is iconic. And it worked for Golden Bachelor. Guess what? It works for Joey. Yeah. Also, I'm so proud of Joey. He did such a good job. Very happy to find out who's cussed Taurus also. That was new info. Oh, I didn't um, know about that either, I guess. <laughs> we see Joey's intro. He's on a motorcycle yeah. just like Gary, but he doesn't flip a coin. He's told by producers what direction to go. And we see these flashbacks of him trying to propose to charity. Oh, so we get into this victimization edit. And Joey says, after that heartbreak, he moved back to Philadelphia to be with family. <laughs> And we used to, <laughs> look, we've all done it. <laughs> we've all moved back to Philadelphia after extreme heartbreak. Oh, yeah. Moved, moved in with parents after heartbreak. Mm. Uh, but uh, he, we meet his mom, Kathy. His sister is Ellie and Carly. <laughs> I wrote here, can't film in Hawaii, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah. have that kind of budget. Exactly. They used it all on Billy Eilish. <laughs> Nick, his dad, and Joey tells his family he wants to be in love. His biggest fear is it won't be reciprocated. And we get some little sib jokes. Oh, it's going to be cringy watching you make out with multiple people. And he apologizes. He's just the right amount of like lighthearted while still being appealing to everyone. I agree. And it, he does seem for TRR in a real way he to me. He seems for TRR. But then they mm -hmm. obliterate whatever 4TRR goodwill has been built up here by giving us the obligatory shirtless bachelor shot. And here we get Grazi swinging his tennis racket out on a tennis court. Uh, what do you mean? I asked for this. <laughs> you asked for shit. I didn't realize. I well. said I liked the trailers of the, the intense tennis playing. And I right. do think the whole point of the shower shot is to be like, oh, my God, this person is so sexy. Mm. That was the initial idea of it. And it became this thing to, like, make fun of Zach Shawcross and the, what the Bachelor's such a loser being sprayed down on a plane. But well, it's supposed to be sexy. I... I could beg to differ there. I'll say this. I, I agree with you. Sex sells, and they're trying to get a little bit of that. But there is a deep symbology of the shower scene which is cleansing, a purification. <laughs> it is an anointing, saying that this man is now ready for this process. He has been bathed in the waters of Villa de la Vina. Not really Villa de la Vina, but you know what I'm saying? Like, seeing someone take a shower is like, oh, they're fresh and ready to come do this thing. This is the exact opposite. Mm, He's out here sweating up a storm. Sweaty. He needs a shower after this one, you know? Mm, but we don't need him to shower. I'm just saying the symbology's gone. I didn't miss it. I think this worked uh, better than the obligatory shower scene. I think it works better. Yeah. Yeah. It's him in his element doing like being good at his thing. Um, he brings up his grandparents, marriage, longevity, and we see him shooting his promo shot and sh show the promo shoot. And Joey gets jet gets in the limo. He meets DLP. His Chiron's still saying 44 hosts. I don't know how DLP is not and, renegotiating this. By the way. This is the first time we hear DLP's voice in the whole episode is on camera mm. 
when Joey's pulling up to the mansion and he says, there he is in reference to our new bachelor. Prior to this, DLP's all over the, the first parts of a show. Tonight on The Bachelor, you always hear him say that. We did not get that at all here. And it fucking works. Don't put DLP in the first 10 minutes of your show. Ever, in my opinion. Let the players do their thing. It makes it feel more real. It's why Love is Blind works so mm. well. The Dark Lords Lachey are like rarely in that show. They're not narrating the whole thing. Exactly. They pop in to be like, hey, everybody, we're starting the thing. And then every once in a while they come in and then they're there at the uh, the finale, the reunion. And that's it. That's all you need them for. I like the Dark Lord style of Alan Cumming where he's always there, but he's in the shadows. God, well, nobody's going to top that shit. What Alan Cumming is doing on Traders is transcendent i mean clues and i literally can't stop talking about traitors i'm sorry <laughs> it's a triumph as they say in the uh it's so good the common parlance Popeye's amazing uh we see dlp says you're making history there's more women than ever before on the entire show what's the number 32 yes oh and joey's like oh it's gonna be a very late night and we get our limo arrivals we hear the women screaming out of the limo hi king and joey and then we hear one of them say to each other, I don't know if this is real or not. You got this. Someone being the STCO for the Alpha limo exit. Yes. And now I must also tell you that what is going to happen tonight in night one is pretty much all pre-scripted. Uh, in the two or three days that lead into night one shooting, all of the players are sequestered in hotel rooms and producers go in in teams of two to have conversations with each of these players to get out what their backstories are, what they want to talk to the bachelor or bachelorette about that night at the cocktail party, what their limo exits are going to be. They orchestrate all that stuff in the, the few days leading up to this. And it's basically been pre-planned almost to a T, almost to if somebody wants to do a little mini date, are they going to have somebody come steal the mini date? Like Champagne Gate, I would guarantee was pre-scripted before that night even shot. So these players now at this point. How dare you? I'm just saying what that I what I feel. An accident. Yeah, it was a total mistake. At any rate, all these players who are about to get out of these limos may or may not know that. All they've really had in terms of interaction up to this point are the interactions they've had with producers in their hotel rooms and the like 20 minutes they've been in the limo with these four other women. That's it. They haven't seen the other players. They don't know anything. Unless uh, they're coming in on a grandy and then they haven't seen anything. Yeah, exactly. Then they've just seen the, the men that are... Uh, commission to drag their umpire's chair around or <laughs> drive the boat that or drive the car that's carrying their boat. Um, okay, so we get our limo exits. They begin. We're not even into a commercial yet. Usually they break this down and the limo exits don't come until the second portion of a show. Here they're giving us three of them in the first portion. The action is fucking breakneck pace. This is how it's got to be done. This does not feel like a slow, boring show. You're in it. It's moving. Very well done. Uh, we get Lexi as our alpha. 30 digital strategists from Atlanta, Georgia. She gets an intro package as well. And they they started doing this in charity season? Or was it before that? They did it in Zach Shawcross's season, I think. Where they're intercutting them with limo exits as opposed to front-loading them. Exactly. I love this. I do too. Never again front-load. Because then you don't you don't remember who they are by the time they get out of the limo. Correct. Um, we see in Lexi's intro package, she plays her preseason PTC endometriosis. She's always wanted kids, but she might have trouble having kids. And we see her with her creature, this golden lab or retriever. And she does an it takes two with Joey. 
where they're going to like do some deep breaths and she compliments his eyes, his gaze play immediately because it's that powerful. Mm -hmm. You can't not. Multiple times. This is the same thing that uh, you might remember. Becca Kufrin, the only tropical royale in the history of our beloved game, made this exact same type of gameplay, the avert my gaze from your gaze or the your gaze is too powerful play. She did that to Ari Leyendijk mm -hmm. back in season 22, if you'll remember. I thought she did a fake proposal. Oh, no, I'm not saying in her limo exit, but she did it in the course of that season. I believe it was on her Pretty Woman date, actually. Oh, gotcha. I mean, it's good. It's good stuff. I agree. Uh, we see our second limo exit is Rachel, the ICU nurse. She's from Honolulu, so she cringles away. Uh, and next up, we get Maria. Mm, my favorite player already. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there, it's hard to beat somebody like Maria. There's a standout, let's just say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maria, AKA, I don't know, the reincarnation of Victoria Fuller mixed with Sarah Silverman. Yeah. She was iconic right off the bat. Um, she has a tot of a Canadian flag that is blurred out, or I don't know, would we call this a. A stand, a prop standy. Uh, I called it a Kringle. Oh, interesting. Because she gives okay. it to him. She puts it in his pocket and in fact says, don't lose this. But she also gets an intro package. In her intro package, we see her dad smoking a cigar, giving her some advice. She <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> uh, yeah. she. Pre but I think that's the dad who did the Vin Diesel movie. She was in, I believe she's the player who was in the pacifier with Vin Diesel. Oh, she's the child star. I think that so. Uh so she, okay. she preloads this parental divorce PTC, and then she says goodbye to someone in preparation for her trip out here. She says goodbye to her dog, and Maria's dog was my... <laughs> creature of the week. Very cute dog. Weren't a lot of creatures to choose from. They never are on a night one, but I like that this canine got in the, the shot here and with a, a player who's willing to have a literal interaction with them. Yeah, I felt like Rachel's, or uh, no, whose dog was that? Lexi's dog wasn't wasn't really pulling the camera as much as this dog. She tells the dog yeah. she wants a relationship. This dog is clearly part of her dynamic duo. Mm -hmm. And this dog was also my... <laughs> Creature of the week. <laughs> nice. Um, can I just say how much I love the father smoking a cigar? I met um, a friend of mine's parents uh, at her house, and I met the dad, and he was just <laughs> sitting in a chaise by the pool smoking a cigar, and I was like, I'm never going to forget this. Because <laughs> it was just like, it's such a, I don't know. I guess I don't see people smoke cigars that much. It, yeah, it's rare. Really, it is rare. It really is. <laughs> it sticks with you. But that's it. We get our first three limo exits. And then uh, Maria comes to the house to meet the first two women, get a little bit of hugs. And ITMs let the games begin. And that is the final dialogue we hear in portion one. This portion was perfect. This portion was perfect. 
This is exactly how it's done. You open with a moment saying, look what's going to happen at the end of this fucking season. You better watch the whole goddamn thing. Okay, you got me. Gonna do that. Then you end it with a player literally saying, let the games begin. That is the first like nine to 10 minutes of this night one. It's brilliant. It was so fucking perfectly done. Hats off again to the producers. This season so far, I'm blown away by how much they're getting everything right. Uh, with the exception of one thing, which we'll get to. We'll get to, but but mm. we're now in an era. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I can't. I'm going crazy right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. We're okay. both having problems. <laughs> <laughs> Portion two. <laughs> we see a shot of the limo before they pull up. Cheers to our Joey journey. And we see our fourth limo exit. It's Erica. She is our free spirit. I remember from her Instagram. She uh, performs a standy dance. And then she gets an intro package, number three. Wait a minute. You had this as a standy? I put ITT. It takes two because he's dancing with her as well. She's like, come on, let's dance. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm... It was such a good dance. I was... You were mesmerized. a performance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, we see her intro package. She's dancing with her mom. Her mom's from the DR. Her dad is from Cuba. She loves to dance. I love this. Mm -hmm. And we then get number five little exit. Mm -hmm. This is Autumn. She is doing a standy. What's your favorite season? He says, I like hot. I like spring or summer. Mm -hmm. She says, well, maybe you'll fall to love Autumn. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was an interesting standy. She also opened it with props where she threw a bunch of leaves on the ground when she came out of the, the limo. I was like... Mm. I saw that on the Instagram. Did that happen in the show? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. Um, then after Autumn... That's still a standy. We get Kelsey A., a 25-year-old junior project manager from New Orleans. She also gets an intro package. She says she's from New Orleans and she brought something so that no matter what, you'll fall in love with me. Then she presents Grazi with a Grazi voodoo doll. This is akin to Adam Jr. If you'll remember, Adam Galtzchuk was forced to carry this strange, smaller version if of I himself remember. around. What's that? If I remember. <laughs> <laughs> this we don't have an award for this, but this was my favorite limo exit. Yeah, for, for me, the the voodoo doll is in the the rich legacy of an Adam Jr. Um, but she loads a PTC about her, her mother no longer being with us, and says her parents had a great relationship, and she wants her own family. Back to the limo exit, she kisses the voodoo doll and then gives it to him, which I think is a qualified standy Kringle. Wait, what's the standy? Uh, the standy was the um. The thing where she's like, I have a way to make you fall in love with me. You'll, oh, I brought something gotcha. with me that you'll fall in love no matter what. All right. Stan Standy Kringle. Voodoo doll. Krissa up next. Limo exit seven. She, uh, he, Joey tells her she has the most elegant dress yet. And she tells him it's her yes year. And she precogs at a limo exit. Says she will say yes to a proposal. Um, I, I said Standy. That's definitely standing. She said yeah. she'll say yes to anything. I mean, not just a proposal. Immediately test that with a dare. So you got to take her to your final two and then tell her that you want to be in a thruple. Sorry. It's got to be done. And then you play this tape back to her. You say, were you being sincere then in your limo exit? You, you say to the other finalists, 
Chris is having a yes year. Are you having a yes year? <laughs> That's a you forced better. yes year play. <laughs> you ever see my year of yes? Yeah. You ever see liar, liar? F-Y-Y-P. Um, uh, Chandler's up next. 24 graphic designer from New York, New York uh, says, I know your name is Joey and my name is Chandler and I'll be there for you. This is a standy. I love the standy. R.I.P. What? Maybe the, it was, this was a bad one because it's too soon. I don't know. Gotta laugh. You want them to be thinking sexy thoughts and not about the dead. Okay. Marlena, up next. Finance writer, <laughs> Palm Beach, Florida. If it were anyone else, I wouldn't be standing here. This is a Blandy Star, 25 mental health counselor from Delray Beach. They open a box of butterflies together. Kringle. Talia, 23 esthetician from Huntington Beach, gives him a save the date to their wedding card. That's a Kringle. Nat, 26 registered nurse professor, Sudbury, Ontario, Canada, says, I'm a professor and a nurse from Canada. That's about as bland as a blandy can fucking be. Sandra, 26, cybersecurity consultant, Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to build this relationship on trust. Blandy. Blandy. Sam, gold dress. You're the whole package. Standy. Wait. Oh, because she watched Fantasy Suites. Yeah, she was like, I saw Charity got was getting super hyped up after Fantasy Suites, so I know you're the whole package. <laughs> mm. That, by the way, when you see something like that, the Blandies, I, I cut Blandies slack because that could be editing. They might have done something cool and mm -hmm. they just got fucking edited out, you know? No harm, no foul. You can't control that. Some shit like this. Where you got three days to work up a goddamn joke and that's the best thing you can do. Three days. You're not doing anything else except talking to producers about what you're going to say when you come out of the fucking limo. And that's it. That's rough. I'm sorry. Maybe they didn't get the rights to her better joke that she <laughs> She's saving that yeah. for her stand-up routine. <laughs> Allison26 is a realtor from Philadelphia. She gets an intro package and she explains she had to share in her family because she had uh, some sibs and she will make the most of their time together. And already it's being like, wait, what are you talking about exactly? She says she has three other sibs. She's the youngest. And then we see her in Philly. She's drawing a heart around her name and Joey's name. She explains that, oh, by the way, my sister's going to be in the game too. She's not going to tell the other women that she has a sister, especially Joey, she says. This is a blandy, essentially. She doesn't do anything mm -hmm. in her limo exit other than just say kind of, hi, bye, my name is. Then the very next player, the 16th limo exit is Lauren, 28, Allison's big sister, also from Philadelphia, PA. She also gets an intro package and she, she says she wants to be the first kisser uh, in her intro package. Then we go back to her limo exit and she explains that she has a talent. No one can beat her at it. Shotgunning a beer. So she has, the, I don't know if that's actually beer. You think they would let him shotgun a beer? I don't know. They let people take shots, but maybe not. Um, anyway, she dominates him. She she beats him at least double mm -hmm. time. And she says they're going to keep their sisterhood a secret. I thought this was a cute It Takes Two. Yeah, I, I liked it. We've never seen that, I don't think. Uh, this is an It Takes Two. And she then goes to the house and they actually pretend to be strangers. Her and her sister meeting for the first time. They're shaking hands saying, oh, nice to meet you. I was like, whoa, I thought this was going to be a big error, but it turned out they they did it properly. The producers had them ultimately reveal this at the proper time. You get a little bit of mileage out of it in the limo exits and then get rid of it. You don't need it anymore. That was a good producing move. Um so we then get a casting card at the end of this portion. Are, are you someone who always makes a fantastic first impression? No. I am. 
Next portion, portion three, DLP does the halfway check-in. He reminds us about <laughs> yeah. Leia, the familiar face from after the final rose that could change everything. Joey says, I love a fun little wrinkle. <laughs> Next limo, 17, Caitlin, Santa Fe, New Mexico, nuclear chemist. Let's see if we have chemistry. This is a prop standee she does with and makes a little simple chemistry play with these beakers. Wait, you had this as a prop standee? You didn't have this as an It Takes Two? Because he has to pour the shit into the thing. I'm sorry. I have it as It Takes Two prop standee. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just making sure we're on the same page. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I would never. Of course. It's a great joke. Uh, 18, Kelsey T., an actor. Um, Blandy. And we see... The players inside trying to guess how many people they are. They guess 20 to 30 because they're idiots and they don't know our night one curveball that there's 32. Jen is number 19. She gets a grandy standy and does donuts with a go-kart. Very impressive. Now you can tell also to though. Me, this was the Faith Martin on the motorcycle. I think she's going to get a full edit a little bit because they played like 8-bit Mario Kart score when she came in. It's a little bit of a fool. Mm. Limo exit, in my opinion. But I guess we'll see. But yes, this is a grandy standy. It is our first grandy of the game. We get a few others as we progress. Jess is up next, 20th executive assistant, San Diego, California. Comes in on a boat being pulled by a truck and she's wearing a captain's hat. This was, I think, our only taught. Um, hey, Captain, I heard you're looking for a new relationship. So we got a grandy standy taught here. A pretty complex entrance or limo exit Mm -hmm. you definitely have to get the producers to approve all of this and rent all of this and this is also what's going on in those first days before uh they start shooting is they're coming up with limo exit ideas that are going to require props to be purchased or rented or whatever and the producers are figuring out is that in the budget can we do that Mm -hmm. can we get this thing here in time is there a man who can drive a truck that's pulling a boat I mean, I wonder if this has anything to do with who Jess is it it does make me think she's gonna go far in the game um, cause she gets a, she gets the call back where she's in the boat later. And well, she seems like she's a early season villain to me. I think that's what they're trying to. Yeah. It's giving Olivia Creedy. I agree. To me. Yes. And she's instantly the colorful narrator. She's like, I'm goofy. This is my husband. Mm-hmm. And, and we start to get some face play from autumn mouth aperture mm-hmm. on fleek. We probably don't say that anymore. Mm. I don't think I ever said it. Lainey's up next. 27 Realtor, <laughs> Philadelphia, PA. She brings Cheese Whiz and says, will you go on the journey with me? This is Standy with Prop. Edwina, 25, entrepreneur. Atlanta, Georgia is 22nd out of the limos. She feeds him some food from home. This is a Kringle ITT, or it takes two, in my humble opinion. Uh, 23rd is Samantha, 25 years old, pro football cheerleader, Miami, Florida. She throws dough at him. And says, now that you have the dough, I hope you see I'm the one you need. This is an It Takes Two Standy Kringle? Did she give him the dough? He was impressed. I don't, I feel like she kept the dough. I said It Takes Two Standy. You think she took the dough inside to make pizza or something? I just don't think it landed with him. I think it did. He didn't put it in his pocket. I I think it did. Well, like all of the things, even like when he got the lay and stuff in the very next shot, it's gone. Producers take all that shit. Like he doesn't keep any of it, but. Right. You want to give it Kringle? Okay. I think 
because she walks out of the shot with him still holding the dough. And he even said, wow, this is real dough. He was like impressed by the fact that she somehow had real dough. Um, mm. I'll, I'll give her the, the Kringle. All right. And someone is describing it as the bonkers one. We get 24 Taylor. She doesn't it. A prop it takes two where she throws a giant bra and says, I'm here for massive support. This one was the, the one of the weirdest things I've ever seen on the show. That bra had to be manufactured specifically for this. No, I was thinking about it. I was like, I feel like they already had this. And they were like, can we use it? Like, it seems like someone already had access to this item. Yes, I think you're right. You wouldn't try to go out of your way to get this. I think you're right. I think maybe, yeah. So what is it? They're just, the producers one day are, are just like walking through some old prop warehouse on the Warner Brothers lot. And they're like, is that a giant bra? We got to use that next season. I was thinking about this. I was like, I was envisioning the prop warehouse. And I was like, I just don't think you would. Or maybe they would. I don't know. It just, it was a bad one. It didn't read. Um, yeah, you don't know what she's throwing. He didn't even know what it is. He's like, what is this thing? And she has to say what it is. Explain it. Yeah. It was tough, bad. Tough. It was a bad idea and poorly executed. Although I did like the throw. She stood back by the limo and just launched that fucking thing at him. Mm. Like, figure it out, asshole. I did like that. I think she should have loaded it with weights. Ooh. Take him out. Interesting. With the bra. Uh, 25, we got Kira, a paralegal who just screams in his face. I guess this is Standy. It's kind of a performance. Yeah, but it was like, it was a weak-ass scream. If you're going to scream, you do it like on 90 Day Fiance, there was a woman who screamed in her husband's face because he wouldn't support her as she had moved to India and he didn't uh, make her apartment to specification. Like there were no windows in the bathroom and shit so people could just look in while she was in there. Um, and she screamed in his face to a degree that I've never seen a person do it. Highly recommend it. That's what you're going to do if you're going to do I something like that. I think you screamed to the point of throwing up. That's even better if you can. Commit to it. Marlena is getting a little colorful narrator here. Uh, we get Zoe, 26th. She does a prop standee in which she shows a bunch of banana pieces and says, which one resonates with you? Is that a prop standee? He says that's a bold one. I like it. Isn't it an It Takes Two? He's got to reach in and pick the, the dick-sized banana up. Huh. It requires his interaction. I think it's, I think it's a prop standee. It Takes Two. Okay, okay. Personally, um, but I agree. And if I was Joey, this is a missed opportunity by Mr. Grazzi. You take the smallest one, smack that, smack it out of her hand. And you say, <laughs> that thing ain't big enough to hold what I got. Now get in there. I think you say here and then you stack them all on top of each other. And right. then you just deep throat the whole power. <laughs> yes. It's Joe. more like this. <laughs> and then you just put the whole tower in. And then you look at her with those unblinking throw. eyes. You're unaffected by what you've just done. Uh, allow her to sit with that. Allow her to understand. Don't go to sleep. Yeah. Now you've got to pretend like you still want to marry me. Let this banana tower haunt your nightmares. <laughs> you know what little exit it did remind me of was um, the Canadian Bachelorette, Jillian. Oh, yeah, um, a little bit, sure. When she did the hot dog one on Mesny's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, you don't, 
you want your you want your entrance to say something about you. That's why I like the voodoo one the best. It says you remember it. It says something about her. It's like kind of cute. And it's a little creepy, which I'm always a fan of that. It's quirky. <laughs> yeah, it's like out of the norm. Like we've never seen a voodoo doll, I don't believe. Not in my memory. Not that I can remember. I'm sure we've seen a voodoo doll in the show. Oh, 100% we've seen that. Um, they didn't... Um, Taylor Nolan make one to get back at Corinne on that two-on-one. I want to say there was a voodoo element. Am I crazy? And this is obviously in historic season 21. Uh, <laughs> Bachelor. Um, all right, let's continue. Number 27 uh, out of the limos is Kayla. She's 27 years old. Guidance counselor, Hamilton, Ohio. The voodoo lore. The rich voodoo history in our beloved game. <laughs> Uh, we we just hear moaning noises coming from the limo and then Kayla steps out and she goes, oh, I was practicing my tennis grunts. This is a standee. Evelyn is up um, next. He does his noise in his ITM, which I laughed at. Yeah. Um, Evelyn is up next. 29 years old. Nanny from San Antonio, Texas. Comes in on a tennis umpire's chair being dragged in by uh, the production crew there. And she says, are we game, set, and match? This is a very inventive grandy standy here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that producers helped with this idea, obviously. It, it's a little uh, like tennis ones. You knew you were going to see a couple. This is one I wouldn't initially go to. Absolutely not. I wouldn't think of. You know what I mean? Absolutely not. When they said we're going to do a bunch of tennis limo exits, basically, mm-hmm. I was like, wait, how is this? And Joey thought it was a lifeguard tower. and I laughed at that. Yeah, even Joey doesn't know what it is. Um, <laughs> and you spend so much money on it. Oh, man. Yeah. I did like it visually, though. It, it's a very interesting grandy. We have never yeah. seen a tower. You're coming in above The Bachelor. You're kind of announcing your presence as a queen on high. I think we do. I think we do another tower. Maybe she should have Rapunzeled from it or something. Well, he has to climb up a, a ladder to get to her or something. Um, 29th limo exit, Sydney does a blandy. Says she's from Newport, Rhode Island, where the Tennis Hall of Fame is. And we see all the play all the players discussing tennis inside at the cocktail party. We see Medina, 30th limo exit. She drops a bunch, spills a bunch of tennis balls. And says, took a lot of balls for me to come here. Prop standy. Uh, we see Joey juggling them. Skill, a skillsman. I can juggle as well. What can't he do? <sighs> Just letting you know. Okay, show me. I don't have any balls to juggle with. I'll, sh- balls? I'll show you at some point. I can juggle too. I can do three, not four mm. though. Daisy is our 31st limo exit. She is 25 years old, an account executive from Becker, Minnesota. She comes in in a vintage red truck with a Christmas tree in the back of it. And then we get a little intro package for her. We see her at her parents' Christmas tree farm in Minnesota. Uh, When she was 17, she started losing her hearing. She's loading this PTC. She now has a cochlear implant. This is just like Abigail Herringer, season 25's FIMP recipient. We see her on a swing. She's happy and she ITMs that she wants someone to share her happiness in her life with. And uh, she has not dated since she got the implant, she's nervous. This is a grandy for her coming in in the old car, the classic car with the Christmas tree, which we're going to see later. Um, she enters and she sees all the other women. Everybody's pretty. Everybody's intimidating. The women know there's someone else who is showing up and has the letter. They're all talking about it. They know it's Leia and it's already seeming like she has a target on her back because of the card. 
They all think she's going to be the last one. And indeed, she is the Omega limo exit. Leia is 23 account manager. Waipahu, Hawaii is where she's from. She emerges with this card that the producers gave her at the, the uh, tell-all or at the after the final rose last season. And she says she wants the card to help their relationship grow in an authentic way. And she says, hopefully, he will find her later and they can open the card together. This is a blandy. I thought this was a great line. I did too. Though, I mean, it's a blandy, but, but I assume this line is scripted. Listen, um, th- look, it starts here. It starts in this moment. What you are about to witness is one of the greatest night one performances that has ever been delivered in the history of the fucking game. They gave her a high wire act and she said, no problem, mm-hmm. motherfucker. I'll do backflips on it. This was unbelievable. She played every turn of this 100% correctly and at the highest possible level of execution, starting right here. Yes, I have this card. And and there's even a a tone of like, it's been weighing on me, you know? And she's like, I know this is whatever it's going to be, but I hope whatever it is, it helps us for TRR, for TRR, praise process, praise process. Mm -hmm. For TRR, grow our story authentically and real to us. Yeah. I literally wrote here, I was like, great line. She could be the next Bachelorette. Absolutely. Um, and then she says further, come find me inside. We'll open it together. She she uses it to transition directly into mm-hmm. a uh, date request, basically, inside. You're going to give me time because of this. And she knows that, too. Now, all of all the things that I just said, you also have to take this into account. And I don't know how much of this, I, I don't know where this, uh, to draw the line. The producers and her have had multiple conversations at this point about what she's going to do over the course of the night. I don't know how much input they had about what, and we'll get to the action she took a little bit later, but I don't know how much they decided that was going to be the case, how much she decided that was going to be the case. Mm -hmm. I would say almost certainly it was not in the moment, which means a lot of her tear play is just very good tear play. It's that this was a pre-made decision. Is, is essentially what I'm saying. Oh, you think bef- she knows what it is before she even opens it? Um, I think she has to. Or at the very least, she opens it. Like the producers let her open it before Joey got there. She read it and is having conversations with producers right then and there to decide what her outcome is going to be. She couldn't throw that card in the fireplace without having told them she was going to do it. Mm-hmm. For sure, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, And I think that they might have suggested that she do that. So I don't. I don't know. This is just my take on it. Yeah, it's unclear. It's unclear. At any rate, I loved what she what what she did here. I me too. You know, she's at a dis. She's at a somewhat disadvantage, um, but she turns it to her advantage. It's really interesting. Um, it's like a, you know, and and say what you will about America's Fimp, but America's Fimp got us this card, and I think this card is actually a good game mechanic. America's Fimp was not, but giving some game time benefit to any one of the players who get to meet the Bachelor or Bachelorette before their season starts shooting is interesting. It worked very well here. America's Fimp, terrible idea. The evolution of it is this, the secret card, because now it's like you get a narrative. What is the player going to do with this thing? And we Mm -hmm. saw her do something that was like, it seemed out of the realm of possibility almost, you know? Um, it was a complete rebuke of it. I mean, you and I discussed it before in the live, and we were like, what you should do is reject the card. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Give it to of someone course. else. Get rid of it. But uh, nonetheless, I, I loved it. I loved it, um, for sure. We see everyone goes in. Leia, or Leia goes in. She shows everyone the envelope. We get this cocktail party. Oh, wait, wait. 
this portion, this next portion opens, portion four. We open with the shot of portion four uh, when we're getting the cocktail party. It's a drone shot moving over the pool toward the house. This is an angle of Villa de la Vina, the mansion that we have never seen before. It's hmm. something so simple, but it adds a feeling of newness to the show. They're in the same place doing the same shit. They shoot it slightly differently, just a new angle that they've never used. And so imagine... If you're directing the show, if you're working in this production, you're doing this how many fucking years now? 20 whatever years in a row. It's put the same guy in the same spot with the same camera. We know how to do this. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Here, they're stepping outside of that ideology and saying, no, let's try something new creatively. Here's a different look at the fucking mansion. That's all that it takes to, to give this little subliminal feeling in the show of like, fuck, this is new. It's fresh. It's exciting again. I thought it was brilliant. It's a little thing, but it goes a long way. Yeah, and you know what else we could have? Think about what we could have <laughs> under the toilet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> I will not, I have never, and will never live in a toilet or hide in one for any reason. I just think, I just always think the idea is funny that clues would be hiding under the toilet. Sure. To help someone. Um <laughs> Anyway, Joey enters the cocktail party. I don't know why it makes me laugh so much. Um, Hannah B, a.k.a. Jess, says our boyfriend is here. And who is this first responder? I want to say it's Lainey. Shit. Giving him the drink. I don't I don't know. I have question marks, too, here. She looked like Annalise. Yeah, whoever it was, she did not. She got a first responder only in the, the handing of the drink. She obviously didn't mm -hmm. get the first one on one time. But we get Joey's... Uh, or the first one aired. Yeah, correct. We don't know the order of any of this shit. Even the limo exits. Who the fuck knows? We do know the order of some of the roses handed out, though. That is true. Yeah. Uh, we get first... Who gets the first chat? It's Autumn. Well, we get Joey's inauguration speech, too. Sorry, Joey's inauguration speech. Sorry, I did not mean to skip that. This is very important. This is this sets the tone. This is basically saying, this is what kind of bachelor I'm going to be. So he says, hi, my name is Joey... <laughs> he opens with a funny joke. He says, I was in your shoes. I felt nervous. I felt excitement. But before that, I was a normal dude and focusing on everything except finding love, except finding my person. And when I went on the show the first time, it was the best decision I ever made. Uh, basically telling them, this is the best decision you've ever made. He's he's putting them at ease. And he says he believes his future fiance and future wife are both there that night. He thinks of his grandparents. When he thinks of relationships, he invokes this implied uh, coda, Ceremony of the Ancients. And he toasts to finding his next doubles partner. He gets in his tennis uh, thing, his little pun. You and better be able to play tennis. Yeah. That's, that's what this one says. Matt James was, you better be able to pray. Oh, yeah, that's true. Joey's yeah. is tennis. Uh, Autumn ITM, she loves that. Her grandparents are her role models. She gets this first chat. She says, there's so many beautiful women. He goes, you included. And she goes, so sweet. <laughs> My grandparents knew each other two weeks and they've been married before they got engaged and they've been married 67 years. More of that family, familial love, longevity. And it's possible to happen. They're holding hands on the front steps. And Autumn says, I know what I, if I know what I want, it could be two weeks. Joey likes the viewpoint. And she ITMs that he seems genuine, mm -hmm. this human, this perfect human. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? I always am. 
Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the U.S. uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Everybody listening to Game of Roses can use the code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Clues, I quit bras during the pandemic. I said, no more. They're not comfortable. I'm being comfy as a lifestyle. Um, And I couldn't picture a bra that would exist that I would want to wear. But... Today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. They don't have underwire, they don't have bulky fabrics, and they are so soft. Basically feels like a second skin, which is the only type of bra I will be wearing in the year of our gore 2024. Mm -hmm. I got the crossover bra, the black runway one. It has this cute like mesh that adds peekaboo mesh that adds this very sexy touch. So it's like doesn't look like it's, you know, a comfortable bra, but it is. And I guess I'm a bra person again. It turns out. Well, congrats, Pace Case. I know it's a big step for you. Right mm-hmm. now, you can treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash roses. Use that exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash roses. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support Game of Roses and tell them we sent you. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. Clues, I got to be honest. I didn't know much about wine until we got First Leaf as a sponsor. And this is a wine club. Love to be in a club. They have amazing wines and exclusive perks. This is First Leaf Membership. I filled out the quiz. I answered these questions. They sent me the things that were tailor suited to me, including the Dita Akello 2022 Mm. Shiraz Rosé from Southeastern Australia. Shiraz. Rosé all day, baby. It's one of my favorite types of wine. When you're celebrating, you know, February, the month of love, I love to have it. It'll be even better for springtime. Rosé is the color of spring, I always say. But I'm thankful to First Leaf that I got to try it. With First Leaf, you get to choose when you want your box delivered and how often you get new assortments of wine. You get to be part of that wine club Pace Case was talking about, which is going to give you access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want wine pairing advice, you want to talk about the wines you're getting in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get that member exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F 
Leaf.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. Genuine Joey. Erica gets the next one-on-one. She likes his calming energy. He, She says she's from Jersey via the islands, and she loves being around a city, but she wants to be in a more peaceful environment, uh, so perhaps open to moving. And she, they talk about how she loves dancing. And she says, I wanted a whole band, but I did it, which I loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, I wanted to be even more extra. Um, and also, why didn't you give her the whole band? She could be your next bachelorette. They had to pay uh, $14,000 to have a giant bra manufactured. <laughs> Sorry, no band. <laughs> <laughs> really thought you were going to say for the Billie Eilish. So I was like, that seems low. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that really, that definitely cost them some money. But like, that's a yeah. good sign that they're willing to put that type of money into this franchise again. Yeah, invest. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I loved hearing it. I I, agree. This episode was just so great. It made me very happy. We then get one-on-one time with Jess. They sit in her boat, uh, the same boat she came in in the limo exit, and she compliments his booty, calls him a walking green flag, compliments his sisters, says she wants sisters, and she holds his hands, and she says, uh, I want your sisters basically to be my sisters, and they talk about living in San Diego and Denver, and Joey items that she has a sweetness and a love for life. He could see himself sharing life with her, he says, all from this little talk in the boat. And then she explains Mm. that she's not just goofy and fun. She has a soft, sensitive side to her, and she wouldn't be here if he wasn't The Bachelor. And this gets Jess the first kiss of the night, or at least as it's aired. I have Mm -hmm. no idea who actually got the first kiss. Uh, It seems like Jess might have, though, based on what happens next. Um, Right. Just ITM's loading. I feel like the announcement kind of uh, yeah. affects how you can order it. She ITM, she could already be falling in love. What would you call this? Loading love level two? Could be <sighs> is confusing. I yes, don't hear that much. <laughs> I know. It's like a weird precog loading of love level three. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. It's somewhere between a two and a three. I think... I'm giving two. Using the phrase falling in love is like no could be falling Ugh, yeah i see what you're saying because she's not like i could i might be starting to fall in love or you know it i don't know it's a hard one it's a weird use of the language that just it makes it confusing i'll say love level two we'll go love level two because it can't be a full love level three if it's could be you know what i mean no definitely not three all right so it's a two just uh just then <laughs> goes to the group and says, I really hope you all get the chance to talk to him. Hope you're not turtles. He's amazing. And I did get a smoochy poo. Don't be mad. And immediately behind. Uh, I thought this was going to be my error, but then something else happened. I did too. Same. Exact. I thought this was going to be my error. And I was like, oh, no, something worse happens. But uh, <laughs> right behind Jess, as she's doing this, we get some reactions of the players behind her. And Autumn, immediately behind Jess, reacts with a full mouth, full open eye face play. That was my face play of the game. We are starting to see some already kind of strong face play uh, from some of these players, even on a night mm-hmm. one. This was her. I'm showing pace case now. 
I did photograph the face play. Okay. It, it was my runner up. Love this one. You know, looking for big things out of some of these players face play wise. I don't know who's going to go to the front of the pack, but Autumn's doing it the whole time. Yeah. Her mouth doesn't close. Uh, and after this face play, she does an immediate follow-up. Did you initiate the kiss? Someone says, is he sober? Hmm. I know. I don't think I would put that line in the show if I were The Bachelor. Uh, that, that whoever said that is getting a villain at it. Period. Hmm. And she says, please don't come, come at me. Uh, and then the girls are shit-talking her in their ITMs. Uh, they talk about an energy shift. And just ITMs, maybe I'll get, maybe they'll get an invite to the wedding. Maybe I'll take a little sippy poo. <laughs> Love these little weird phrases she's doing. Yeah. I think she's going for Hannah B. Um, she looks like Hannah B. Yeah. Susie. Uh, and a lot of these things, they're edited. All, a lot of her lines that are made to make her look like a villain. It could be her talking about anything or about a different conversation. And there's Frank and Biting going on. There was there was some of that for sure tonight. But it was done well. Better than they usually do it. Didn't have just like, I'm taking a little drinky poo. You know, it was like it actually sounded kind of like she said it all at once. <laughs> anyway, Jess ITMs that all the other girls should go home after Taylor ITMs that it's disrespectful when there's all these women trying to talk to him. And Medina ITMs that Jess telling everyone about the kiss was not reading the room correctly and says, get this girl out of here. Portion five begins. Jen is in some one-on-one time. They race the go-karts down the length of the driveway. Joey ITMs that she's a good time, brings the energy, can't wait to open up more with her. Back on the one-on-one time, he admits that he thinks the journey should be fun and he didn't mean to be so serious. She says, no problem. I'm in a PA school right now and it was hard for her to leave behind, but she did it for him. This is a sabbatical play. Mm -hmm. uh, it could be school, work, anything. If you're leaving some kind of life obligation to come be on The Bachelor, that's sabbatical. Hearing him say how much he believes in the process, she was reassured. She explained she's getting better at tennis and she needs a new partner because she uh, has been playing singles now a little bit. See, she did the pregame work you gotta do. Absolutely. Every player who was coming onto this season... Should have played some tennis before coming onto this season. Mm -hmm. If they're bad at tennis, if they've never played, you know yeah. they're not going to win. You definitely don't want the first time you're picking up a tennis racket to be on a group date where you're going to be forced to play competitive tennis for extra time with Joey. In my opinion. I mean, maybe you do, but, you know. I mean, <laughs> uh... She ITM, she definitely felt a spark. Loads love level one, and they get this kiss. Uh, Medina's one on one time. Joey shows her how to swing a tennis racket, and he ITM, she's sweet, attractive, and competitive. And they play with this big tennis ball. Another giant prop. That's what I'm saying. Giant bra, mm. giant tennis racket, giant tennis mm. ball. Maybe it was in the Warner Brothers giant props warehouse. <laughs> yes, this is the conspiracy town. It's like a bunch of shit from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or something. <laughs> <laughs> they got a new relationship with a prop house and yeah. they were like, oh my God, this will be great. This could be, hear me out, this could be an umpire's seat, but it's really tall in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like a big chair. <laughs> I mean, that that is honestly the type of limo exit idea that I wouldn't think we would see. 
because it's just like a weird idea. Yeah, it's so um, strange. The giant bra is just so out of tone for Bachelor or anything really. And it didn't work because it's not visually immediately recognizable as a giant bra. It then has to be explained. It was just so bizarre. So bizarre. Um, but I'll never forget it. And I got to say that. Like, it may not be a good Luma exit, but maybe it was my favorite. I'll never forget it. I, I mean, my favorite's the video. I'll never forget the umpire one. Yeah, same. Either. Um, we see uh, quick pop Sydney. She's done the most free throw shots at a Florida bar. Samantha, I'm a professional dancer. I love that you come off as Midwest. Uh, but because I was born in Nebraska, Star 101, so happy. Edwina, I love to cook. Lainey, okay, I think this is the first responder. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, talks about her dog. Krissa golfs. Chandler says, Your eyes are pretty. And we see Daisy ITM that she's struggling because it's hard to hear what's going on with this much background noise. Referencing the PTC, Daisy one on one time. Daisy also is, I mean, we looked at her Instagram and thought she was going to do well. She's 100% in the hometowns. Absolutely. The, yeah, this is definitely a player who's going to the playoffs. She doesn't even seem like a real person. <laughs> Barring some kind of strange <laughs> self-elimination that, that we're, we can't quite predict, I think she's definitely hometown bound. Mm-hmm. I mean, Christmas Tree Farm, it, like, it just yeah. doesn't sound like it's a true story. It's a, it's a fucking uh, Hallmark movie. It literally is or one of those Lifetime movies, you know, where it's like a rom-com where it's like, my parents, I'm a big city, like New York, whatever, and my weird uncle left me his Christmas yeah, tree like farm in a small town. Yeah. Now I've got to go there and accidentally fall in yes. love with the town photographer. Like, that's what it is. You know what I mean? It is exactly that. And I thought this was too minutiae for me to bring up earlier. But during her limo exit, and it's like the Christmas tree farm truck. Mm -hmm. The Christmas tree in the back. I noticed this symbol when I was looking for Christmas ornaments. It's everywhere. There's trucks with with, oh, with Christmas trees in the back of them. That is a very common Christmas ornament. Interesting. It, I don't know. It says like rural, hmm. festive. I don't know. But we'll have to do some more research on this. Here. But something here <laughs> in her in her one on one time, she <laughs> takes him to a Christmas tree, tells him about the Christmas tree farm childhood, tells him that she is stoked that he's here and she has this opportunity to meet him. And she says it must be an incredible feeling to have this amount of people wanting to meet him. And he says it's not normal, but he has pure intentions in this process and he wants to find his person and everyone else should feel that way, too. And she tells him to be kind to himself through this process. This is not only a how are you doing? This is a be sure to treat yourself well. It's a step above. It's a how you doing on steroids a little bit. It's it's how you doing? No, no, how you doing. That's what this one is. Yeah, exactly. No, how you really doing? <laughs> no, I'm asking how you're doing. Yeah. Um, It reminded me of the other player who says like, oh, if you're ever down, just look at me for a soft smile across the room or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to be the one who's your in your corner. Mm -hmm. But they're all doing it. Yeah. <laughs> When they're, they're all stressing you out, just come see me for a smile. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that other girl ask you how you're doing, but I want to ask you, how are you really doing? And then the next person is like, listen, I know she asked you, how are you really doing? But I want to know the truth. Seriously. 
How I are you doing? This is hard on you also. <laughs> yeah. <It's> on us. <laughs> At any rate, he ITMs that her soft-spoken demeanor is captivating. He wants to know so much more. Daisy says she will be cheering him on no matter what happens. Whatever happens, I'm cheering you on. Amazing. What? It's it's a there's a weird tone this season of selflessness. Oh, for TR. That is it, everywhere. All the top players have it. I think Daisy does. Uh, obviously, we saw Leia does. Um, oh yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, I think they're both in the final four. I do too. We see she ITMs after they kiss. This is the best Christmas ever. And then we see Jess <laughs> telling everyone about her smoochy poo. She says the kiss was soft. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting another pillow lips, maybe. He's already got the gaze play. Hello. If he gets pillow lips, if he becomes Kissing Bandit, we're looking at an Ari Leondike 2 that may be a little uh, like a, an upgrade, if you will. No offense to the Leondike. I already thought he was Leondike 2. He keeps saying I love that. Oh, my God. I took that note. I wrote it in my notes that he was Ari. And Me again, too. I thought it was too minutiae. It's not, though. I love that. He said it three times tonight in one episode, in a night one. Yeah. You tell me we ain't going to see that about 500 more fucking times throughout the season? Because once a bachelor locks in to like how to deal with effusive compliments or whatever the things are they're saying about themselves, you have to appear that you're very interested in anything any of these players are saying at all times. And so you need some kind of language to be like uh, react to it in a way that makes it seem sincere. He has chosen. I love that. Mm-hmm. My grandpa chose. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love to see that one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Look, some people don't take their hearing loss well. That's rest in peace. Love ya. Mm. Uh anyway. Um uh he is he is Ari again. I mean, we saw recently, wasn't there a season where like, oh, they're re- re- repeating Goldini season? Well, Shawcross, they had Goldini on it. But I mean, in terms of like the structure and the dates. And they were, they repeated a bunch of stuff in terms of like locations for some dates and shit were repeated. What if this one is the Ari one? <laughs> yeah, it could be. They were like, that was a pretty good season. Let's just redo that one again. We'll see. I mean, how many car dates is Joey going to go on? And is Joey going to break up with someone and then create a parasocial oh my God. juggernaut family? Maybe. Probably not. DLP delivers the Fimpros to the table. Jess, ITM, she thinks she's getting it. We see Taylor's one-on-one. She d- plays a PTC about her blended family and divorced parents. They send Jess in to perform a steal. Now, and all of this is, is orchestrated by producers. So they've already seen, and they even put it in the edit a couple of times, Taylor's getting pissed at Jess after she came in and said, I got the first kiss. Taylor's not happy about that. And she's talking about it in her ITMs to the producers about how much it bothers her. So they're like, well, then we're going to have Jess come in and steal from you right when you're in the middle of an important story. This is all orchestrated specifically to enrage Taylor so that they can build Mm -hmm. a rivalry here that will hopefully culminate in a two-on-one, but maybe it won't. Maybe they'll squash the beef or maybe a self who knows what, but that's what they're building here. And so we see this one-on-one time with Taylor. Uh, Just tries to steal. Taylor's like, can I have one more minute? I think Taylor's the first rival and then it's going to be Maria. Ooh. It looks like. Ooh. That could be very good. That's my prediction. She attempts to perform this steal. Taylor then blocked, attempts a block steal. Well, I mean, I guess she completed the block steal, but says a second time. 
as if she's yeah. counting this uh, people's time, et cetera. It's not gracious. This was my error, 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 error of the game. Hmm. I, I just, you never, uh, it didn't come off good. It didn't come off good. Yes, you might have taken down Jess a little bit, but you took yourself down in the process. I didn't give this the error, but I agree with you. Oh my gosh, I really thought this was going to be your error. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I agree. Well, she asked for one more minute, and Joey is so uncomfortable, and she adds nothing to the conversation, says, can't wait for this journey, then leaves, and just says to her... As she comes by, sorry, not trying to be that girl. And Taylor gives her the the cold shoulder. I to me, this was part of it. Yes, me too. Um, it's it, but but in this moment where you see Jess saying, "I'm not trying to be that girl," she says the same thing to Joey when she sits down. She's effectively here saying, "The producers are making me do this. Mm. I I wouldn't otherwise do this." And I think that's loss on Taylor. Taylor is fucking. She's in it. Taylor is somebody who I just don't think is like studied in reality TV at all. She thinks this is all real. Oh, no. They were like, who has the shortest fuse? Exactly. <laughs> send, and they, in the, yep. send in the bomb. <laughs> exactly. And so uh, we see Taylor finally goes into the house, tells everybody that Jess stole him and Jess uh, is trying to talk some, to other players. Taylor's ITMing that it was disrespectful. Taylor then pulls Jess for a talk. And Taylor pulling Jess for the talk was my... Error, 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 error of the game. You took the first mm. play in this series. I took the last one. Interesting. This was just unnecessary and and has... I, I know the producers put her up to this as well. They get in her ear and they're like, Jess is talking shit about you. You better go talk to her and like figure this out right now. That'll be the best thing. Knowing they'll get in a fight. They've got them both gassed up. They send them in. Jess says she knew it was a serious conversation. Taylor says, so you were eavesdropping? And Jess is like, no, I backed away. You're making this into something that isn't, you know, they get into this argument about respect of the second audience and talking to him twice is disrespectful, especially when there's turtles around. And Taylor says, if it was me, I wouldn't have done that. And this now sets her up for producers to possibly make her eat her own words because they will fire mm. her in to do a steal if mm. they want to. And look, literally, when you tell producers like, I don't want to do that, they will say to you, well, if you don't do it, you're going to go home tonight. Or if you don't do it, we'll get somebody else to do it and they're going to get the screen time. They will tell this to you directly. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't believe Jess had a, a choice in this. And I think... Do you want to be in this episode or not? Or in the show or not? Exactly. Exactly. They will use that outright um, as a, a method to get you to do what they want. By the way, uh, real quick, right when Taylor gives <laughs> Jess the cold shoulder... Jess walks away oh, and she wow. does a series of face plays. She does that one and then she does that one. Oh my God. Those are beautiful. And then in the ITM, she does this one. And this one was my face play of the game. Mm -mm -mm. She's gone full Hannah Beast. Yeah. I mean, the face plays aren't as impressive when they're in an ITM to me because it's not a general, uh, whatever, genuine reaction to mm -hmm. something, in quotes. 
Um, but she's got full mouth aperture, full eye ap- aperture. It looks a hundred percent hand abuse. Um, it's great. I agree. Congratulations, Jess. Uh, sorry, they are having this rivalry conversation. Oh yeah, and and this basically solidifies, at least in the producer's mind, that Taylor is willing to go to the mat on this, and she will be just fine getting in a two on one and a like an official rivalry here. So they know they've mm. they've got their huckleberry, as it were. And Jess ITMs that uh, if she could go back in time, she would do it all again. What's a huckleberry? That's just a line from this old movie called Tombstone, this Western movie where somebody's looking for like a gunfight, and uh, Doc Holliday goes, "I'll be your huckleberry." Like, I'll, I'll fight with you, basically. Oh. Portion six begins. Uh, they also edited her line here to make it look like she's talking about doing the steal. I'd do it again. Yeah. But she's probably talking about kissing or something. Probably. We see a one-on-one between the sisters, Lauren and Allie, and they both load love level one for Joey. I'm so confused on this plan. Yeah. Are they they're just trying to like fake that this is a rivalry and that they're trying to beat the other one? They're not actually competing. I don't believe so. I mean, it's very similar to the Fergies. I'm talking about uh Ferguson sisters, Emily and Haley mm-hmm. of um season 20, historic season 20. They were twins, they were identical twins, but the same exact kind of uh story is playing out here. So I expect to see them potentially in a hometown date where or what a preemptive hometown date like it was in season 20. They went to Las Vegas and they put the Fergie sisters in their mother's living room with Ben Higgins. And he had to dump one of them in that living room in front of the mother. Do you remember this? You think they're going to leave one of them with their mom? Yeah. In Las Vegas. <laughs> it's fucking brutal. And, you know, I don't I forget which one it was, but I think it was E Fergie. Um, no, I think it was H Fergie. I think H Fergie went the furthest in that season and survived two two on ones. And one of them yes. was that date with her fucking sister in Vegas. Do you, do you think they would do a two-on-one with these two? Hell yes. You kidding me? They better. <laughs> Shit. They better. Well, it looks like they're doing one with Jess. Um, we then see them announce to the room, we are sisters. We'll address the weird elephant in the room. We are sisters. Uh, we have overlapped, but nothing weird. Hmm. Uh, Lexi ITMs, <laughs> these girls are nuts. Uh, we see Lauren's one-on-one first. She says she's never leaving Philly because she loves Center City. I don't know what Center City is, but this was a great ad for it. I mm-hmm. got to see what this is. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what it is, but I agree with you. Joey's from the suburb side, uh, and they both have big families. And she says, I was sent the TikTok of your longest kiss. You look like a good kisser. I'm excited to find out for myself. Ugh. You don't waste a kiss lead in line when you don't have the chemistry in the moment. I agree. This was, it was bad. It's, it's hard to watch. It was bad. Um, Allison ITM's feeling some type of way that Lauren is on her one-on-one time with Joey and she's getting jealous. Then we see on that one-on-one time, uh, yeah, Lauren tries to kiss, doesn't get it. And then Allison is sent in to steal from her own sister. Brutal. I'm telling you, they're Brutal. building that up to a two-on-one. It's just fucking rough as hell. <laughs> so uh, we get this one-on-one time with Allison and Joey. They talk about being nervous. He asks her about living in Philadelphia again. The Joey ITMs having heard this story before. He's starting to put two and two together. Allison like tells Center him... Center City, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, wait a minute. Her parents have the same exact names as yours. That's weird. Um, wait, and the same number of siblings. 
Allison tells him that she wants something like her parents had. She gets a kiss here. Lauren sees it from a forced peeping Tom. The producers have marched her out there and said, watch what's about to happen. Then Lauren uh, comes over to join them. Uh, and they, they reveal to him that they're sisters. And he's like, I kind of already knew. And he said, it's cool. You're willing to do this together. Excited to get to know them more. And, and I just wrote a bunch of notes here about a page of notes about the Fergie sisters, um, which, <laughs> which I don't need to read. I think I've covered it. We get Probably. a casting card before portion seven that says, what a romance that has you up all night waiting for the sunrise, just like all these players are, because as we know, night one lasts until noon. Uh, Kelsey A one on one. She's cold. Joey will give her a jacket. That's a gentleman. Did he? I didn't see that he did. I wrote no gentleman. Well, he says he's going to. I guess we didn't actually see it. Sorry. I don't think he gave it. This was a a batch, a lead error, a first audience error, in my opinion. A blocked gentleman. Uh, Kelsey hopes that her voodoo doll was not too creepy. And he asked, could you see yourself leaving New Orleans? Would you move to Philadelphia? She's like, maybe Hawaii. Um, no, she grew up in a military. A location attack on night one. That's a rough one. I gotta say, that's like, <laughs> you can only say yes, of course. You have to. Which she, yeah, do- I mean, she does. I could live anywhere, she says. What you say is, my horse died yeah. in New Orleans. I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey, you know, does a great defense of this location attack. Uh, grew up in a military family in Germany. No deep roots. I love living in new places. It's exciting. Yeah. Standard good answer. Gets her through this round, you know. He ITMs chemistry. Uh, he's got the little Joey doll in his ITM. Another Adam Jr. callback. Do you think we're going to see that little doll over and over? Oh, hell yeah. That voodoo doll is going everywhere. That We're going to see that voodoo doll getting its own seat in an airplane when they go overseas. <laughs> Some shit like that. You know, they're doing that for sure. Um, back- Taylor's just sitting on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to see that voodoo doll in a owner's box of the Kansas City Chiefs game next, next oh, weekend. God. Um, all right. Back inside, we see Leia with her card and the players wonder what it is again. uh, Krissa ITMs that it's, in quotes, the card of doom. Leia then sits by the fire with the card unopened by herself. She ITMs this driving her crazy. She opens it by herself thinking it could be... Even though she said she was going to open it with Joey. Something good. And then we see what it is. It says this verbatim. Months ago, you took a bold risk for love and now you're finally here at Bachelor Mansion. This card gives you the power to steal a one-on-one date from anyone before hometowns, a.k.a. playoffs. So it only affects the regular season, and you can steal a date. And I just wrote in big caps here, it's a sport. This very clearly identifies this as a game that has nothing to do with Joey's feelings about any of these women. What if he doesn't like this woman at all? What if he eliminates her on night one? Well, then nothing, right? What if he wants to really go out on a date with this other girl so bad? I'm stealing it. Fuck you. It it flies in the face of 4TRR. It's completely against the premise of the show. That's why it gets metaphorically thrown in the fire. Right. She recognizes that, I think. But the producers don't. And that's what's interesting about it to me. The, the conception of this is so against the premise of the show that it shouldn't mm. actually be in the show. I don't think they should stop this, though. I like where this is going. This is a much better... To me, it seems like a one-time thing you can do. 
Oh, yeah. I don't think that they should do a card like this exactly next season, but they should do something like this where they give a player mm-hmm. a preseason advantage that they can bring into the game. I do like that. It's kind of like um, when they do play for times. Yeah, something like that. Maybe they even make it a little competition between all the players on social media or something mm. and not how many hashtags are on fucking Twitter for Fimpros. Compete for the first one-on-one. Yes, something like that I think would work. But nonetheless, she ITMs wanting to feel excited but it's going to have to come at the expense of somebody else and she doesn't want to fuck anybody over. Tears are produced. She feels so bad. And uh, we then get this one on one time with her and Joey. She apologizes for opening the card without him. He reads the card. The other women are watching through the window and she says she wants to give autonomy to Joey. This What she does here is just beyond brilliant. She's like, I want to give you autonomy and it's your journey. I want to give respect to your journey and to the other players, the second audience. I don't want to interfere. Produces tears here. Joey says, just you saying that speaks a lot about your character. Truly does, or at least her gameplay. She says at the end of the day, she can have as many superficial one-ups as she can get, but if she's not his person, it doesn't matter. And Joey gives us right here an Ari Lion Dyke. I love that. (laughs) It's, It's perfect. She does this perfectly. Oh, it's amazing. It's so for TRR, the crying, like she's obviously debating it. She just sees it from all angles. It's like a lesser player would see that and be like, fuck yes, this is going to be awesome. Right. I'm going to wait for a great date and steal that. Exactly. Pretty woman is mine. Like if they would have given this to a villain. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, exactly. Pretty woman. I know they should have given it to Jess. Yeah. I know. I think she even says she would have taken it. Yep. I think she does. (laughs) Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. <laughs> Leia then tells all the other players she's producing tears through Every single one of these segments, um, she appreciates their uh, their grace and she throws the card into the fire. And whether this was a move thought of by Leia or a producer orchestrated play, it was my play, 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 play of the game. I thought this was metaphorically 
destroying 4TWR. They said, we're done with all the producer antics. We just want to watch the game. This is maybe it's Opto 2024, but in my mind, that's what this represented. Leia throwing this card into the fireplace was also my. Play, 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 play of the game. It was so strong. You're, you're isolated. You're given this card, which is a stage, essentially. It's saying, we are going to spotlight you in night one. This is going to be a narrative, what's in this card. You're going to have to roll with the punches. I don't know if she knew what was in the card prior to night one or not. Either way, or, or if the producers helped her concoct her reaction to it, doesn't matter. Her performance mm-hmm. was flawless. It was believable. Uh, those tears looked real to me. And I agree with you. It was a rebuke of 4TWR, showing that she is, in fact, 4TRR, and also completely avoiding the pitfalls that come with this. If you accept this card and you use it, it does give you some benefit, but it comes with it uh, just a detrimental effect that I think mm-hmm. overrides any possible benefit. The only other option definitely and let's look at what positive comes out of it well you could use it kind of like cigarettes in prison you could trade it for something i think (laughs) you know you could give it to another player for what oh i think giving it to another player would have also been an option yeah that would have made an interesting wrinkle in the game mechanics of it but here by burning it i agree with you she's essentially saying this isn't a game this is about that guy figuring out which one of us he wants to spend the rest of his life with. This is about genuine Joey's journey, and I will not interfere. I will not play God. Burn in hell, 4TWR. Burn, don't go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, it was a perfect play. And I also hope that it illustrates to producers exactly why it doesn't work in the context of the game, and that whatever your preseason boon is... It has to be something different. It can't be something that this overtly challenges the structure of the game itself and and the basic premise of 4TRR. It simply can't be. Because I also think now any player who gets something like that is going to have the same reaction. The, the precedent has been set. Get rid of this thing. If producers give you anything before the season, get fucking rid of it. It will only bring you misery. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm like, I think in the early experimental era, we saw some... We saw some game me- mechanics like this where mm-hmm. the pers- the bachelor's friends would come and live in the house and they would pick who goes yeah. on the first date. So they had to compete in that way. Or there was also one season where they sent home uh, that princess lady and she got, to- the person kicked off got to pick who goes on the date. Erica Rose. Yes. Yeah. Or the one where it's vote someone off and then that person got the one-on-one date. So they've definitely tried this as the as the prize but they haven't found something that consistently works because it invalidates the the idea that the bachelor's making any of these selections you know yeah i guess yeah if if anyone else is in quotes deciding who's going on the dates then the show isn't the bachelor it's something else um now that being said the bachelor doesn't decide any of the dates the producers right. do all of that but we move on. Portion eight. The fimp now is on the table. All the turtles are coming out. And um, I mean, this is, has to be the play of the game because it gets her the fimp. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. Uh, everyone is scared, literally saying, this is so scary to me. Um, Caitlin ITM's nervous is about turtling. Evelyn is turtling, but hopeful. And now we see things 
like this, but the producers, I don't know what my notes mean here, but the producers send in Jess for a second time while they're forcing everyone to turtle. Did I not? That's from above. Sorry. <laughs> um, this is where we get the Lexi one-on-one where she says that she loves... This is outside her comfort zone because she's played sports her whole life. She, I'm down to earth. Yeah. I'm down to earth is a wild thing to me to say. I feel like it's not a, something you can say about yourself. Well, I mean, it's something that I don't think I could ever say about myself in honesty. I mean... <laughs> but... Uh, I'm grounded in the current reality. Yes. I am a uh, human. Yeah. Yes. I'm the furthest thing from down to earth there is. <laughs> I don't believe there's an earth to be down to. <laughs> uh, you still think time and space exist. <laughs> yeah. That's, that would be my reaction if I was the bachelor. Down to earth? You think this planet's real? <laughs> I'll keep you around. You're funny. <laughs> I love your sense of humor. <laughs> Oh, I hope we get AI so that I can see a clues bachelor season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. We they talk about golf. She loves golf and she cringles him a marker so that they can play at Hilton Head uh together, which I guess is golf place. Yeah. Hilton Head sounds familiar to me. I think it's somewhere they talk about in Southern Charm. We'll cross over our event. Interesting. Um, she plays golf with her dad. Maybe you can complete the foursome. My brother, my dad, and me. Um, this was great. We've seen a golf, uh, complete my golf team play before. You know when? When? Mesny. Oh, yeah. Mesny and his eventual wife. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Shit. She played a golf-related thing. Or maybe her family played it on the hometown dates. I think that was it. Like, we're all going to play golf together. Um, And Lexi does how you do (laughs) it. If you ever need a smile across the room, I got you. And they kiss. Uh, He likes that she makes her feel special. And he loads love level one for Lexi. Evelyn asks her, did you get a kiss? Lexi downplays just a small peck. She saw the disaster of Jess coming to be like, I fucking made out with them. She's got it. It was just a small peck, not a smoochy poo. I swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then this starts Maria off on a storyline of her own. Let's go. He's kissing too many girls tonight. I'm not going to kiss him. And we've seen not going to kiss him. Oh, this was probably my favorite moment of the night. Her one on one. Like I, there were way better plays. Yes. Obviously the burning of the mm-hmm. card is like, that's an iconic historic play. It was yeah. something we're never going to see again. Uh, because this was the first time that game mechanic was introduced. And it was a player just saying, fuck your game mechanic and doing yeah. it in, in such an expertly played way that the producers have to support her now in a four TRR way. This is yeah. no Aaron Schwartzman. Exactly. Breaking the truth box yeah. that can be repaired. She, Leia essentially proved that the premise of the show is stronger than the producers here because now they have to produce her love story. She played it in such a way that it's like, hey, motherfuckers, you're trying to sink me with this card? No, fuck you. I'm going to hometowns. Fuck you in the fireplace. It was great. Fuck you on the next Bachelorette. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Awesome. We got so many contenders this season. I'm like... Oh my gosh, what is this? The Golden Bachelor? 
we see this scene between Maria and Joey. And oh my God, she's so good. She lo- She says, the girls are amazing, playing up the second audience. And you look into my soul. I can't look at you. The game's play is too strong. Do you like scary movies? A trick question. I love horror and I dress up. And Joey says, spooky, sexy? Yes. Spooky, sexy. Yeah. And But Maria's never dated any, anyone who likes it. Uh, what are your top three favorite movies? He loves Remember the Titans. Oh. She goes, that's disgusting. I love The Wedding Singer. And he's like, you're giving me shit for Titans? Great little bit. Cute, flirty. This is like what's on a real date. Yeah. And then did you see what pops up on your screen? What? When she, when he says "Remember the Titans," an ad popped up in the screen in the lower third. "Remember the Titans" now streaming on Disney Plus. What? Yeah, that's the world we live in. So they on, so they only included the Disney movie he included. Yeah. Or they made him say it. I don't know. It, or it could have just been coincidental, and they were like, "Fuck it, throw in the graphic." I don't know. But I thought this was an error by him. She teased him up. I love horror movies. Say a fucking horror movie at least. Remember the Titans is just the kind of a bro sports movie. Maybe he did say two other horror movies, but they weren't Disney. Right. He actually said, I love The Shining, but then they Franken bit it and AI'd it. <laughs> just so they could promote. So, uh, Titans. Yeah. I love the, remember the Titans. Now it's streaming on Disney. Plus. Trolls movie in theaters now. <laughs> <laughs> he ITMs here. Uh, that she is a firecracker with swagger, one that's going to keep me on my toes. This means he does not like her, but producers want him to keep her around for at least four episodes because she is very funny and entertaining. She asked him about his sign. Gemini, she says, uh, he thinks he's great and doesn't care about the bad Gemini rep. They stare at each other. She gets a kiss here, even despite saying she didn't want to kiss him. And she tells him that she knew he kissed all these other girls. She didn't want to kiss him, but couldn't help it. And Grazi then uh, laughs a little bit and he comes in and he picks up that fimp. And then he walks out of the room. We've long stated, don't be sitting on that sectional couch around the Fimpros if you can help it. Producers put you places sometimes. I think they're now making them. I think they're now like everyone has to be there. Yeah. We see, oh, this is where he reveals he's Cuspatorius, but he's trying to make Gemini's look good. I mean, he's just appealing to the, you know, the people who are watching this show. He then grabs Leah. And ITM's the FIMP recipient is so for TRR. Yeah. And now Evelyn does a good job here. Evelyn produces tears. And this isn't the start of Evelyn's tears. Evelyn is going to be crying through the whole rest of this episode. (laughs) Turtle tears. Unbelievable turtle tear play. If usually turtles, when they turtle, nothing. You just turtle and you get cut out of the episode and sent home. Yeah, they're complaining. Yeah. Here she's saying, "Mm, you can turtle me. But you can't silence me. I will fucking give you tear play. You can't silence my tears. Unlike anything you've ever seen. A torrent of tears. And that will be usable in the edit. And therefore, I will get a rose. She is. This is a, a brilliant way to mm-hmm. save a turtle performance. Because you can't help it if you're a turtle. I agree. Producers do that to you. No. They choose. Those are the turtles. They're fucked. Sorry. She is essentially. That's why they're waiting. That's why Jess is the only one who's allowed to go and make a steal. Yes, exactly. Steals ain't real now. Sorry. Wake up, sheeple. (laughs) (laughs) But Evelyn here, I believe, pulls a rose out of thin air with this uh, turtle tear play by making a story for herself, even though she never talked to Joey. 
victimizes herself instantly. I didn't even get to talk to him. How does he even know if he likes me? She's crying in person. She's crying in the ITM. We see, we cut back to this Leia one-on-one and Joey says, things you said resonated with me. Your interpretation of the card spoke a lot to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Your interpretation, your, your fire play. And she gets that fimp and a kiss Mm. and ting, ting, ting. Ting, ting, ting. DLP's here. Excuse me? I don't, I didn't count. It's ting, 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 ting. This was a quint. Standard play is over. And uh, DLP gives everybody a moment to collect themselves. He'll see everybody at the rose ceremony. Evelyn here is steer, still tear playing, hyperventilating almost. Uh, lots of turtles. And Evelyn goes into a full breakdown over this. Sobbing. Sobbing. I love this. You can't do better. Breakdown. As far as a turtle. Try to edit me out. Exactly. I'm crying all over the, yeah. all over the set. I'm all over everyone. People are going to wonder why everybody's shoulders are wet. You're going to have to show them why. <laughs> By the way, if Dark Lord coming were uh, trying to signal it's time to go to Rose, he would come in with a just a machete and he would just machete a glass. <laughs> time for Rose ceremony. And then he would just cake. God, I would love to see him host one episode of Bachelor. Please make this happen. Or a group date or something. Please. Warner Brothers, ABC, if you're listening. Oh, they're never going to do it now that they're competitors. Evelyn. Oh, my God. These turtle tears. I love them. We go off of the Evelyn sobbing. And there's a Leia is in this getting the fimp in this CarMax commercial. Feel confident in your decision. What? Just like CarMax. Yeah. That's what I, I always think of. Uh, first impression roses when I'm thinking of Carmex. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Portion nine begins. I thought they should have used like the old truck or something, you know? A- any one of the, the limo exits that had like a don't get stuck in a go-kart, go to Carmax. They should have us be doing every single aspect of promotion. <laughs> Just make it good. Like put some fucking effort into it. That's all I'm asking for everything. This is beyond Bachelor. Just in the world. Throw some fucking effort behind some shit. See what happens. How you do one thing is how you do everything. I've heard that phrase before. Oh, interesting. I've never heard that, but I think it's probably true. Um, Portion 9 begins. Morning breaks at Villa de la Vina. The first night one of 2020 Gore has reached its conclusion, and Evelyn is still tear playing. Yes, now on the crying. stairs, just all over the fucking mansion. Let me put... Don't stop, Evelyn. It's... Don't you dare dry your face. <laughs> she ITMs frustration at the forced turtle. The women are on the risers. Grazi enters, rubbing his hands uh, maliciously. He gives a little speech. It was super long night, and he's appreciative of everyone being here. Sorry if it doesn't work out in your favor tonight. And he begins the first rose. The first flower, sorry, goes to Allison. And you know immediately, as soon as she gets it, they are doing her sister dirty. And you know immediately, Lauren will get the last rose. I called it as soon as I saw this. Of course. Of course. And then there's no surprise. Yeah. I thought this was kind of a weak producer play, but we go through the line. We see Daisy uh, gets number two, Kelsey, Lexi, Jess. And when she gets the rose, they cut to this pissed off look from Taylor. I think position two is the new first flower. They've caught on to first flower. Now number two is. I think so as well. Um, So we may have to change the rose quotient. No, I still will keep it the same because I believe over time it will will average out. Um, But we see when Jess gets her rose, Taylor gets pissed. Then Jen, Autumn, Krissa, Edwina, Kelsey A, Caitlin, Rachel, Erica, Medina, Sydney, Star, Marlena, Maria, 
Taylor, Evelyn. By the way, you notice Sydney got a rose, even though you said night one and I said no. Who? Sydney. Oh, the vintage store owner. Well, okay, she got she got a number fifteen. I mean, we'll see how long that lasts. But look at Evelyn here. <laughs> Slots in in the twentieth place. That is a place reserved for. You know what? We were going to give it to somebody else, but you fucking showed us something. You did the work. You put it in. Here's your fucking rose. 20th place on night one is not a great spot, but again, I think this was pulled from the jaws of nothing. She was going home until she started that tier play. Could be worse. Could be night one. I cannot imagine going into this game, doing everything that you have, sabbatical, your whole mm -hmm. life, and then going home night one and realizing and turtling. Like, yeah. You're like, oh, wait. It's not actually a fair, you can't actually perform steals. None of this is real, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even going to get a chance. It sucks. I know. Um, uh, she manufactured this for herself, I believe. Then DLP comes out. Final rose tonight. We begin portion 10 then. DLP delivers that dark touch. And Lauren gets that 21st rose, just like we all knew. Lauren even says, you're really going to give Allison the first rose and let me get the last one? It's like... The producers did all of this. They have to know this. And I just feel still that like players get too caught up in it or something. Some of them do. Mm -hmm. Some of them don't. Some of them are very well prepared for this. But some are not. Mm -hmm. Clearly still. We're still in that era. Some are reading books in the closet. Mm. Maria then leads the cheers. It's all happening. A Vanderpump Rules reference. And we're in this together. A COVID reference. And cheers to you, Joey. A cheers reference. A friends reference. <laughs> And then <laughs> coming up this season, Tribal Fireworks, Amazing Women, Zero Doubts, Excitement, ATVs, Normal Guy, Surfing, Kissing, Mopeds, Butterflies, Cartwheel, Cliff Jumping, Wedding, Photo Group Date, Kissing, Feelings, Limos, LL3s, Beach Prone Bones, LL3s from Joey, Wedding Bells, Tears, Stormy Skies, Jealousy, Blood on Foreheads, Tears, Dream Turning into a Nightmare, Fighting, Mental Breakdowns, Biggest Fears, We Need to Talk, He Doesn't Want to End This Alone, Breakdown at the Final Rose Altar, It Feels Wrong, He Doesn't Know What to Do, and No Tag. Uh, and to those night one players tonight, so sorry that you had to have this experience. We did savor your suffering, what little of it there was, and we thank you for your service to our beloved game. Know that despite going home on night one, you are still... We savored your suffering. Uh, ...in the company of a very rarefied air. Only a few people have ever done what you've done, come into our beloved game, and there must be a third of all players eliminated on night one every season. You just happen to have it this year, um, but nonetheless, your contributions are just as important as anyone else. We savored your suffering. Indeed we did. Clues, I just want to say, I'm proud of us. Oh. And how we used Opto 2023 to manifest such a good night one. It was unbelievable. In so many ways. And I see all these things and I'm like, I see the official Bachelor Instagram account making the Instagram reel that we suggested with the gaze play. Yeah. Of just staring to this man's eyes. Um, I just feel, I don't know. Like, uh, maybe this isn't Earth. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you what it felt like to me tonight. It felt not only back on the right track. It didn't even feel like back on the right track. It felt like on a new track. This show feels current now in a way that it mm. hasn't in a long fucking time. These, I don't know if it's casting. It is a little bit of casting. It's like the players are doing it right, but also the presentation of it seems just like it just seems newer. And I think it has to do with some of those little subtle things like the drone shot over the pool, the, you know, uh, materializing the logo over the final rows in that first little promo thing they did. 
I think they're just making, it feels like a more contemporary show and it has not felt like this in very, very long, in my opinion. So hats off to the producers as well. I think this was a very well-made episode. No tag. Mm -hmm. Didn't need it. And then they tried to trick us into watching Bad Romance with sparkler imagery. I know. I know. I was like, come on, really? Really? Come on. Come on. (laughs) We didn't fall for the the card. We threw that in the fireplace. We're not going to watch your show. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm for TRR. That's right. But uh, a fantastic episode. And Pacecase, who was your MVP? So obviously... Okay, there were two people that stood out to me tonight, and I'm just going to give the award to the person who stood out to me the most, Mm. who I want to see way, way more of. Maria was my... M-M-M-M-V-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-
And it was, it seemed to be on the fly. It seemed that she was creating new strategy by the second uh, over the course of this night. So hats off to Leia. And thank you everyone for joining us. This was, of course, our coverage of the night one of Historic Season 28, Joey Grazia Day's Season of The Bachelor. Big things in store for 2020 Gore this season. We hope you will join us for all of it. We will be back on Friday with This Week in Bachelor Nation to talk about the ratings of tonight's big game, to talk about all the parasocial movements, who's going up on Instagram and TikTok, of all the players uh, that we saw tonight, and obviously to cover all the news that's going down in Bachelor Nation and beyond. We're talking about all kinds of stuff there now. Uh, Love is Blind, Traitors, Special mm. Forces, all of it. At this point, I just can't stop watching it. The The pattern of all of it is becoming far too interesting to me in third wave reality TV. Ma'am? Yes. After we just did an hour and 40 minute podcast on a night one of The Bachelor, this is not a Wendy's. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> and before we go as always <laughs> what is that dwabat <laughs> it's been 7,974 days without an Asian bachelor praise be Dark Lord Palmer please rate this podcast Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then